I'm so glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you, through you, and we want to hear about it. Please take a moment to send your prayer request and share your story with us at jcc.life forward slash prayer. If you would also like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at jcc.life forward slash give. There you can simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. God's been dealing with me about relationships, um, not just uh, from a broad spectrum, but even my own relationships that I have. Um, And he keeps reminding me uh, that he's all about relationships. He's all about relationships. The Bible says that we are to first love God. And secondly, that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. Many times we stop at love God. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the easy part to do. The hard part is loving our neighbor as ourselves. And so uh, we want to, since we want to be more and more like Christ and do what it is that Christ requires us, asks of us to do, um, let's, let's tackle this relationship piece. So relationships have the power to make us or break us. They can make the difference between a great life or a miserable existence. They can push us towards excellence or they can keep us tied to mediocrity. Uh, Relationships, uh, we can look throughout history and see that uh, the potency of our relationships that we've had, the part that it's played, the power, uh, the effect that it's had in our lives. Uh, Whether you believe it or not, you are where you are in life because of your relationships. Um, some of us, can I, I'll say it for me, I'm not smart enough. Um, I don't have all the wisdom in the world. I am where I am today because of God, first and foremost. And secondly, it's because of relationships, whether they be good or whether they be bad. Still, it's not enough to know that, but we have to, we have to want to be better. Does anybody want to be better at relationships? Yeah, you want to be better at relationships. You want to be stronger. You want to have stronger relationships, happier relationships, healthier relationships, which means that we must be better spouses. We must be better friends. We must be better bosses. If anybody here is a manager or a boss, got to be better parents. Overall, we have to be better human beings. Um, And in order to be better, we've got to do the work to become better. And I hope during the series and beyond the series that you do the hard work and becoming better, being better, being the best that you can be, especially when it comes to relationships. And I believe that as you strive and do the work, do that hard work, that your relationships will become better. There's two foundational scriptures that we'll have for each, um, throughout the series, excuse me. The first one is found in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, and it reads, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. The next is found in Proverbs chapter 13, 20. And it says, he who walks with the wise grow wise. But a companion of fools suffers what? Suffers harm. I'll read it one more time. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. So we have to be careful who's in our circle. Before we address our relationships, we must first address us. 
me, I. Is there a Spanish word for that, Cortland? <laughs> me, yo. Okay, Cortland is learning Spanish, so I just thought he, he knew. Um, we gotta address us, the me factor, the yo uh, in Spanish. Um, and today I wanna talk to you about, uh, from this, uh, it's the first chapter in the book, it's very powerful, um, some hard things, but very good things. It's very simple, you've got to be you. You've got to be you. Keep it real, you've gotta be you. So you don't have to go to Hollywood to find a great actor, right? You don't have to go to Hollywood. Some of the best actors uh, you'll ever meet have never won an Academy Award. Uh, the best actors are our neighbors, our friends, our spouses, our coworkers. Can we talk about the kids, our parents, and the best actor, the award goes to, to me, goes to us. Uh, we must stop pretending to be someone else. And oftentimes it's easy to pretend to be someone else, but it's impossible to enjoy the authentic, genuine relationships that God has given you while pretending to be someone that you're not. You've got to be you and allow the right people to know you completely as well. Can you do me a favor? Can you just say this with me? You've got to be you. The person next to you doesn't believe it. Can you tell them you've got to be you? Yeah, yeah. Um, while being you, you can't always point the finger and blame others. Um, you also play a critical role in every relationship that you're involved in. Um, it's a two-way street. You play a role in the success as well as the failure of the relationship. The healthier, stronger, and more mature you are as an individual, the more likely you are to seek and develop relationships that possess those same qualities. In order for you to be your best self, you must keep it real. Somebody say keep it real. Keep it real. Uh, this is not a license to say, say it with your chest, uh, with no care of how it's received or who you offend or the effect it may have on others, but you've, you've got to keep it real with yourself. You have to demand honesty from yourself. You have to avoid self-deception like the plague. Um, and many times we fall prey to the idea of who we are um, perhaps to someone else and not to who we really are and who we know we really are. And so we have to demand honesty from ourselves. We're going to dig into that a little bit later. But um, how do you demand honesty from yourself? How is it that you keep it real with yourself? First, you have to focus on your behavior rather than your words. Focus on your behavior rather than your words. Here's a couple of questions to help you see uh, how truthful or transparent you are with you. Not with other people, how truthful you are with you. It's just four questions. I'm gonna, you can write them down if you feel to do so. Um, first one says, when I say I'll show up on time, do I show up on time? You can write it down, answer in your head. All right, that's number one. Number two, do I flatter people to gain their approval? 
Do I flatter people to gain their approval? Number three, do I tell the truth in casual conversation or do I tell a little white lie to help the story along? A little embellishment, a little color. Number four, am I honest about my weaknesses and flaws? Am I honest about my weaknesses and my flaws? These questions can be answered with a simple yes or no. They need no explanation. While working to keep it real with ourselves, we have to invite others, at least try to invite others to this process of keeping it real. Ophthalmologists say that everyone has a blind spot, the eye doctor. Everyone has a blind spot. Um, there are certain things that you can't see about yourself. Certain things you can't see about yourself. The thing about these blind spots is that uh, it's normal for people to have at least two blind spots, one in each eye. And these things don't just apply to the physical of what you can see outwardly, but sometimes we have blind spots according uh, to how we see ourselves, our nature, our personality, our makeup. And so these possible blind spots that we don't notice could be pride. It could be fear. It could be jealousy. It could be uh, the different thoughts that we think. It could be the attitudes or the actions uh, that we have. You're, you're not aware of them, but other people can see them. These blind spots can become barriers or stumbling blocks to you fulfilling the purpose that God has given you for your life. And so uh, I have another set of questions for you. You can ask yourself or uh, my hope is that we do the work possibly this week. I, I hope you, you have one good friend, one solid friend. I got about three of them that I can ask some solid questions to and they'll give me some, some solid answers. But uh, you can take it a step further. You've asked yourself some questions. Invite somebody else in on the process who is honest, who's trustworthy, and they have your, your wellness at heart. They're not seeking to offend you, not seeking to judge you, not seeking to persecute you. Uh, but true friends, will they'll, on, they'll answer with honesty, with love, and with grace, all right? And so here's some questions. What do you think are my best qualities? Can I ask someone? What do you think are my best qualities? What are some of my weaknesses? It's self-development. What are some of my weaknesses? What do you think is the biggest deception I have about myself? That's a hard one, isn't it? What do you think is the biggest deception I have about myself? Do I keep my word? That's a big one. Do I keep my word? Last one, do you trust me? When it's all said and done, when the dust clears, when I, when I don't have to put on, do you trust me? Uh, just wanna warn you, if you do the work this week, today, tomorrow, whatever, what have you, the answers may sting. But if you trust your friends, uh, you'll make the necessary adjustments um, and as we ask friends, can I, can I challenge you to ask God? I believe that he speaks back. He answers. He talks to us. 
Uh, we can ask God about these areas in our lives that need adjusting. Ephesians chapter 4, if you guys want to turn there, it'll be on the screen for you as well. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through 25. It says in verse 22, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Verse 23 says, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Verse 22 and verse 23, power pack. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. And verse 23, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. It doesn't stop there. Come on, God. Verse 24 says, put on your new nature. Create it to be like God, truly righteous and holy, truly righteous and holy. Verse 25 says, so stop telling lies. New Living Translation, y'all better talk in here. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. It tells us four things. We have to throw off our old sinful nature and our former way of life, and this former way of life uh, corrupts us by the way of lust and deception. The second thing he tells us is instead, we have to uh, allow the spirit to renew our thoughts and our attitudes, renew our thoughts and our attitudes. Then he tells us in 24 to put on the new nature, put on the new nature created to be like God. That means if you're living according to the word, you cannot have the excuses as I was born this way. We have to throw away the excuse that this is just who I am. My, my grandfather did it this way. My father did it this way. That's why I am the way I am. No, put on your new nature. Christ died so you could put on a new nature because you are created to be like God, righteous and holy. And then verse 25, he tells us the, the truth. He says, stop telling lies. And so you're sitting here today, you're like, well, Lawrence, I don't lie to people. I don't even fabricate. I don't, what is a white lie? I've never heard of it, never done it, never said it, right? Yeah, you may not have lied to someone else, but can we stop lying to ourselves? Yeah. You have to stop lying to yourself. Don't believe the hype about yourself. Don't believe the hype of what daddy said you are. Don't believe the hype of what your grandmother said you are, will always be, will never be, will never accomplish. The truth is, is that you've got to put on the new nature. And as you put on the new nature, you will be just like Christ, righteous and holy. Next, you have to be straightforward and honest. Be straightforward and honest. Does anybody struggle with being straightforward and honest? I don't know. If, yeah, okay. Comfortable place. Yes. One, two. Maybe a couple others. Three. I see. I four. Yes. Can I get five? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you got to be straightforward and honest. Let me, let me be the first one to say, yes, I struggle with it just a little bit. It's not the honesty part. It's the straightforward. I'm afraid of hurting people's feelings. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I don't want people to feel and walk away from a conversation a certain way. Um, and this may be too truth-telling, but I, I, I have friends who I don't have to ask them questions about me. They'll tell me stuff about me. 
And so I had recently discovered uh, with a conversation with a, a dear friend of mine, and um, they told me that I was brutally honest and that I didn't care for people's feelings in conversation sometimes. And I told them, that's just the conversations I have with you. I'm not like that with everyone. And uh, they said, no, <laughs> in fact, you are. <laughs> I brought up a couple examples, and I was like, oh, okay, learning something new about myself, I need to make some adjustments. But being straightforward and honest, example, if you're not glad to see someone that you came in contact with, uh, you can ask with a smile, what brings you here today? You know how you have that automatic response? Oh my God, it's so good to see you. You look so great. Oh my God, yeah. Let's be honest, if you're not glad to see them, just ask them, what brings you here today? Straightforward, honest. If you don't think someone looks good, but you admire a part of their outfit, you can say, what a beautiful scarf you have on. Um, all right, is this, are we helping? All right, I, I feel the daggers. <laughs> it's straightforward and honest, we're not lying. Remember, we read in verse 25, stop telling lies. Uh, uh, I really like that tie, sir. Looks good on you. Um, if you're not having a good day, most of us say, oh, it's going good. It's going great. Yeah, when someone asks you and you don't want to explain what's really going on, you can say, I'm so glad it's going to be warming up soon. It's a way around it. You don't have to lie. If it's not good, it's not good. If you don't want to explain yourself, you don't have to explain yourself. Be straightforward, be honest. If you're the bold people out there who don't mind saying what's going on, feel free to share with what's happening in your life. But there are ways to be honest without lying, without giving that normal answer. Oh, I'm good. Everything's good. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. When you know you're not glad to see anyone. You didn't want to see anybody today. You went to the store. You just wanted to run the target. You didn't expect to see people or else you would have put on something different when you went to Target, right? Um, say what you mean, mean what you say. Practice being sincere. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Practice being sincere. The Latin words from which we get the word sincere is uh, sine sera. And I'm probably killing the pronunciation of that. Sine, Sarah, S-I-N-E, it's on the screen for you, C-E-R-A, which means without wax. Sincere, without wax. This term comes from the age-old practice during the production of porcelain. And so uh, real porcelain, as they are processing it and forming it, it cracks during the production process. And so uh, dishonest vendors would fill the cracks with wax to make it appear as if it had no flaws. So honest vendors would have to put up signs to say, Sine, Sarah, help me with that, Sine, Sarah, sincere, to indicate that they sold pure porcelain that wasn't deceptive pieces, that it had no wax. A sincere, secure person does not try to cover personal cracks or flaws in their lives. They will be honest and transparent, expecting you to do the same. Can I talk to the person who expects honesty from other people, but you don't want to be honest when people talk to you? 
If you want a healthy relationship, you've got to be sincere. Insincere people try to make themselves appear to be better than what they really are. And it's probably because they're afraid of being rejected. Afraid of letting their wounds and their scars show. But you don't have to be afraid. I challenge you. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable. Now, when I was uh, reading this book and really dissecting it, uh, vulnerability is a word that I think is people associate bad things with it, right? Um, a majority of people believe that being vulnerable leads to being hurt. Anybody? Yeah. All right. Yep. Um, and so if you see it as a weakness, then of course you see vulnerable as a doorway to pain. But if you see vulnerability as a strength, then it makes you available for intimacy. Intimacy into me see. Intimacy into me see. Google even defines vulnerability as being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed physically or emotionally. Vulnerability can also expose you to the greatest love and acceptance that you've ever received. One end, it could hurt you. On another end, it could do you a great, or give you a great, guilt, a great deal of help, excuse me. And I know the risk is great in being vulnerable, but just like the risk is great, so is the reward. And so I want to challenge everyone in here as we are, before we deal with how to be kind to someone, how to listen to someone else, how to understand someone else, it starts with us. It starts with telling the truth. It starts with us stop telling lies about ourselves. It starts with us being sincere. It starts with us being vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable with a person who's proven to be trustworthy. Uh, to be intimate means to allow yourself to be known fully and deeply. To be known fully and deeply. Not afraid to let others see you or see you for who you really are. You got to be honest about your strengths and your weaknesses. It's okay to exclaim how great you are at something. Can I tell you, it's also okay to say, hey, I'm not good at that. I'm not strong in that area. That's a weakness for me. I may need some help there. It's okay uh, to be uh, transparent, not trying to hide your flaws or being ashamed or embarrassed about even your accomplishments. Some of us dumb down ourselves because we feel like we don't, we don't want the, the praise, we don't want the attention, we don't want the accolades, but it's okay to be vulnerable, to let your light shine, to, to let people see your accomplishments, to let people see that you indeed, you made it. And so can I tell you it's okay to celebrate you yeah, I know people don't always celebrate you, but if nobody ever throws you a party, go get yourself a cupcake. Huh? Go get a piece of chocolate cake from Cafe Latte in St. Paul. And all those calories, you enjoy those calories and celebrate yourself. I heard somebody say Trace Leche. Do I have any Trace Leche fans? All right. Yeah, celebrate you. If nobody else celebrates you, Celebrate you because God loves you so much. You feel like you don't deserve it, but God sent his son to die on the cross for you. So you deserve, you deserve it. 
Some of us, I don't take this subject lightly, but some of us have been devastated by life. We've been devastated, hurt by people. And uh, when you've been vulnerable to, um, when you've been vulnerable, life brings these things and these situations and these attacks and these betrayals. And these betrayals are not minor. These betrayals can be significant. Um, you thought he was a good person, but you were wrong. Uh, you thought she was reliable, but you found out that you can't depend on her. Um, and I know those are light things, but there's, there's some things that you've experienced in life um, that cause you not to want to be vulnerable. But Matthew 18, 21 and 22 says, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Verse 22 says, no, not even seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. That's 490 times. I did the math for you. I know you were doing it in your head. Seven times 70. 70 times seven. 490 times you've got to forgive. You've got to let it go. You've got to brush your shoulders off. You've got to kick the dust off your feet. The betrayal, the hurt, the pain, all of it. 400 and 90 times. Who keeps track of how many times someone's offended you? Let alone who keeps track of how many times you've exercised that free gift of forgiveness. Exactly. You keep doing it and you keep doing it. Doesn't mean you have to be beat up. Doesn't mean you have to keep putting yourself in harm's way. But it is your responsibility to forgive. Anybody believe that? Amen. James chapter 5 verse 16 says this. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. My favorite part, so that you may be healed. I challenge you to become vulnerable with God. Start today, on your way home, in the car, tonight before you go to bed, at dinner today. Become vulnerable with God. The more intimate you are with him, the easier it is to be intimate with people. Some of us try. A lot of people we try, none of us in here, but a lot of people we know, they try to be uh, great relationship people. They, 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 they toot their horn about their relationships and they, they say that they're, they're very vulnerable and they, they know how to do intimacy well. But the fact is that we can't do intimacy well without doing it first with God. In fact, it's him when we let him in when we bear our scars, our wounds, oh, the grief, uh, he sees it. Not only does he see it, but he shows it to us. He pulls it out of our blind spot into our point of view, our viewpoint, excuse me, so we can address it. And I know some of us, we don't want to be intimate with God because we don't want God showing us those areas we know that are there that need healing. 
We don't want God unlocking those closet doors of nightmares and betrayal that we've shut away. We, we try forgetting, but we know that they're still there. We don't, we don't want to deal with it. So if I, if I don't become too intimate with God, he won't show me those things. He won't make me deal with those things. But in becoming vulnerable with God, he only shows you those things so that you can heal from those things. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Journey Community Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by using the hashtag JCCMN.